Welcome to Launchpad, the unique radio show and podcast that celebrates new book releases and the authors that created them. Now, let's take off with your host, Grace Salmon. This is Launchpad. On behalf of Mary Helen Sheriff, the author marketing coach, and myself, we're so excited to invite you to episode 22. This is a special episode because it starts our season three, but it also celebrates exactly what this show was meant to do, to celebrate book releases and the authors that created them. I've been so inspired by this show that I went to Mary Helen Sheriff, Stephanie Larkin and Emma Dacey to say, let's create a book series on writing, marketing, and publishing your book. They all rapidly agreed, and in record time, we have our show and our books now, Launchpad. I couldn't be more excited than to share today's show in inviting Lisa Montanaro to be our guest host. Lisa is an author. She's an amazing book coach. She's an expert in all things author branding and a fabulous webinar host. So Lisa, thank you for taking the helm here at the Launchpad. You are welcome and thank you for asking. It is my honor to be your guest host today on Launchpad and to turn the mic so that I can actually ask you, Grace, and you, Mary Helen, and our wonderful uh, guest, Stephanie, and maybe Emma, if she can join us, and if not, she'll be here in spirit. And so what I'm going to do is turn the tables and ask questions of these fabulous uh, ladies and collaborators and authors on this wonderful uh, brain trust. Uh, what they did was they put their minds together and created something pretty awesome called the Launchpad book series, and we're going to hear a lot more about that. So this is a very special episode because how often do you get to hear the host being interviewed? <laughs> I think that's really wonderful. Yeah. Before we go further, let me just say a little bit about these fabulous people. So Grace, as most of you know, is an entrepreneur, an educator, a speaker, and an author. Uh, she has authored many books, and now she can add another one to that list of books. And she, what I think is awesome is she's... Um, an author of fiction and nonfiction, which is rare, Grace. Not everyone can do that. And um, many of you here, maybe hope you here, might, might actually be authors of nonfiction and fiction. Uh, so I think that's something really unique. And many of you know that Grace also started this wonderful radio show and then went to these other fabulous um, authors and said, hey, let's put our minds together and create this extra thing. Then we have Mary Helen Sherritt, which all of you are familiar with, yay, uh, who, as you know, is an author marketing coach, um, and she's also the author of fiction and nonfiction. So again, uh, such a great mixture of right brain and left brain, and as someone that writes fiction and nonfiction, I actually know how difficult that is oftentimes to switch back and forth. Uh, she is a contributor, and um, you'll see the beautiful book in a minute, to this book, and a, I should say a publisher of it, correct? Um, although Stephanie is the real publisher. <laughs> yeah. And we have Stephanie, who we like to say is the head penguin. I love that <laughs> because her business is named Red Penguin Books, which is pretty cool. I love that name. Uh, she is pretty neat herself um, in her own right. And so she is an, um, let me look, she is an author, a host, a college professor, 
right? <laughs> like so many awesome things here. Um, I love her logo. Um, actually, it's her slogan, which is changing lives one book at a time. All of you have some really, from a branding standpoint, some really wonderful missions and slogans and visions behind why you do what you do. Um, and I actually think that's wonderful. So then you all came together, which we're going to hear about now, and created this wonderful series. So the first thing I'd love is if you could just quickly tell us what is your background as an author? Just really quickly. I know I kind of just gave them an idea, but I think it's good for people to hear from you directly. So I'll start with Grace, please. Every single job I have had had something to do with writing. I think my first job was as an admissions person at a university. And that gave me such an important uh, view into point of view, which we talk about so often, because I remember talking about getting directions to the school in Washington, D.C., and saying that you go south on the Jersey Turnpike. And somebody said, not everybody does go south to get to Washington, D.C. So it was very important for me to um, hone my writing skills early on. My first book came out almost 20 years ago, and uh, so I had I think this book, the last one on marketing, is book number seven. And writing fiction and nonfiction are different, definitely different animals. I, I think my my brain is much more a nonfiction brain, um, but I'm clamoring to get back to fiction. Oh, I love that. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Grace's fiction book for novel is The Eaves, and uh, it is a fantastic book. So wonderful. Thank I you. love that you started so young. <laughs> and now you're on book seven, so kudos to you. Thank um, you. Mary Helen, how about you? Um, I think I was about 23 when I decided I wanted to be a writer. Um, and we'll just say that was over 20 years ago. We don't have to go into too much detail. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, want, I thought I was going to write children's books. And I actually went and got an MFA in writing for children. And um, the novel, my debut novel on the side, uh, Vivini's Road Trip, came out. Um, and it started off as a young adult book. But um, the grandmother, who's 80, took over half the book. So you can't call that a young adult book anymore. <laughs> um, and so it became a women's fiction novel. And I made the other protagonists 19 instead of 16. And, and the rest is history. Um, but I've always wanted to be a writer of fiction. Um, I think actually that nonfiction is easier for me. But my heart is in writing fiction. I think we're seeing a common theme or thread already. <laughs> <clears throat> that both of you, you're drawn to, your souls are drawn to writing fiction, but that you find it easier. It flows a little easier when you're writing nonfiction. Yeah. How about you, Stephanie? Well, when, when we first opened this publishing company, Red Penguin Books, which actually kind of evolved from uh, a company called Red Penguin Web Solutions, which we still run having to do with um, marketing, websites, etc., um, I wrote my first nonfiction book at that time, which was a book called Write That Book. Um, it's interesting that I wrote a book on how to write a book because I found myself leading loads and loads of workshops. The very first book I wrote was a book on how to write a book, which you might realize is probably not one of the better ideas, but <laughs> so be it. Um, I was thrilled when Grace came to me about doing a book series that would include writing, publishing, and marketing, because my book, which we won't even mention what a poor idea it is for your first book to be telling other people how to do something, uh, was a book that we actually give out a lot in workshops. And because we are 
publishing company, people come to me for advice, obviously lots of times. And I really wanted a solid, much better book than my own book about writing. So I was thrilled to uh, be asked, invited to publish this series, which honestly is our flagship books now on writing as a publishing company. Um, I did go on to write other books. I've ghost written um, probably about seven or eight books because we do offer ghost writing, all nonfiction. Um, so at this point between ghost writing and writing, I'm up to about 10. Um, I'm the only one on this call who has never written fiction, but I have read our book about <laughs> writing. <laughs> and I'm really excited. I'm looking for like a book. Yes, I read it with a fine tooth comb. I would love to write fiction. And when I interview fiction authors, which I do constantly on, on many shows and podcasts, I'm so excited to hear, like Mary just said that the grandmother took over her book. And I want to have that experience Every time I hear about that, I'm I'm enthralled. So I'm trying to, at some point in my life, I don't know. I th I think I need the whole thing. I need. I think I need, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, in a spa with the classic writers retreat. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it whole hog, or maybe it's gonna be Italy on the coast, and I'll do some sort of an Italian. I am trying. I'm not just gonna sit here and start writing fiction one day. There's a plan. Okay, Stephanie. <laughs> first of all. Let us know when that happens because we'll be joining you. Absolutely. And second of all, um, it shall happen. It shall it happen. It shall happen. No, I know it shall happen. Said it will happen. It shall happen. So it shall happen. I have wonderful, wonderful writing coaches writing. And, and the best book ever on writing a book to guide me. So I'm excited. So I'm curious, what drew you all to this project in particular? So for those that don't know, and, and we're going to hold them up. Is everyone ready to hold them up? These are the beautiful books. <laughs> I, I'm going to grab mine off the shelf. Okay, so there's writing, publishing, and marketing. I have all of the books, the one I read the most. <laughs> all of them. And writing, publishing, and marketing. So it's a book series. Yes. Um, and it will help authors of all types, so fiction and nonfiction, go ahead and learn how to write publish and market their books. So this is an anthology project. So I'm curious, what drew you to this project in particular? So Mary Helen, I'll start with you this time. Well, Grace, <laughs> that's the easy answer. <laughs> but, um, I think that over the last several years since 2020, when the book came out, I've found that collaborating and this community spirit have really been what's driven most of my successful marketing attempts. And mm -hmm. Um, this just seemed like a culmination woo, of that. Um, so I loved the idea of working with the people you see on the screen and then also bringing in experts and making some new connections. Some of the contributors were people I didn't know before this. Um, and then also like learning something. So I'm an author marketing coach. I think I know a lot about marketing. Having said that, when I read the book, I still learn things um, because, you know, everyone brings in their special skill set and we purposely chose people who are really good at whatever their topic is. So obviously, you know, they're going to have some new information for, you know, everyone there. So for me, it was just like a really neat opportunity to collaborate and um, meet some new people and make some new connections. Wonderful. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, weren't there 40 authors involved in this project? Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute or two about what was it like to work with so many people. 
Um, so I'll, I'll then go to Stephanie and I'll end with the person that kind of uh, sets the train in motion. So Stephanie, what drew you to this project? I was thrilled to hear about this project when Grace brought it to me because I really did want books that I could stand behind as a publisher and be mm. able to recommend, you know, absolutely without saying, uh, this is kind of good, you might like it, but which is which is how I felt about so many books that I found myself recommending. Uh, people would come to me whether they wanted to write or learn more about, you know, options in publishing or marketing. And I was kind of offering them a hodgepodge. And now I offer them a book set. So that's what drew me to, to the project, was really wanting something that I could stand behind as a publisher. But I love what Mary Helen said. Um, I've met so many amazing people through this project. Uh, many who I've already known and, and our paths have crossed and they crossed yet again. And others that I said, some that I was actually a fangirl for. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. My desk and I was like, really? I'm going to interview them? I'm so <laughs> excited. So it was, it was an amazing project. And it's a project that it, it, it wasn't like a one shot, you know, let's launch it and, and boom, it's up. No, no, this is like, I have, I have six workshops scheduled for the fall that people are gonna be working with these books. And I know that uh, the others on this call are also out there busy in the world doing things. So for me, it was something that I wanted, not just today, but that really I wanted to be able to build our programming around this fabulous book series and be able to say to people, this is really what you want. Not to mention, these are the people you want to work with. I mean, certainly uh, Mary Helen and Grace and Emma uh, as the spearheads and, and co-authors of these books. But also, I'm really thrilled that every single author who's in here, every contributor, it ends with links that you can find them in their bios. Because if you read something, you say, wow, I never thought about point of view or scene structure. I want to work with that person. We really wanted to showcase those 40 plus people. And I'm, I'm really hoping that they're all getting the benefits of this book series in their own businesses and in time to come because people are going to be writing for a long time. So <laughs> be happier to be part of this. Yes. Yeah, I love it. You've created, uh, it's very holistic. So you've created these books that, of course, are something you can hold in your hand, um, but they all come, as you mentioned, with a whole ecosystem of uh, authors and experts and community. So we're hearing that it has ripple effects and it will continue to have ripple effects. Yeah. So Grace, this was your sort of, you know, brain trust. So uh, can you tell me what drew you to this project or how you first came up with it? Oh, so many things. Um, I think I have to start out with the idea of how humbled I was to write um, a novel versus the nonfiction. It was very easy for me to get my nonfiction published um, with very credible presses. Uh, it, it was just so much of an easier journey than it was to um, have my novel, The Eves, find a place in the world, let alone, as Mary mentioned, you know, she and I both published during a pandemic. So there were so many, <laughs> so many great learning experiences. And then there was the whole thing of 
social media was now much more important. And there were so many things I didn't know um, about the experience of birthing a novel into the world. And I thought, if, I, if I'm doing this radio show and Mary's going to partner with me on helping the marketing side of that, how do we then do a, a really good, credible job with these authors that have come to us for this specific show that we're on right now? And I just continued to be so humbled by the process. I just then went, well, why not? We've created a radio show. Why don't we just write three books? <laughs> easy peasy. And um, I, I, Mary got involved because I promised her it would be a very light lift. After mm -hmm. all, how hard could it be? We're going to just have 40 authors. They're going to collaborate. We've got Emma in Scotland. We've got a publisher who thinks it's great. Um, so I thought it would be a lot easier lift in all candor. Um, I would say, and I would assume Emma would say exactly the same thing. Mary, Emma, and I have learned way more about publishing than probably we ever wanted to. But, but we had a very, very patient teacher in Stephanie. Um, we're all, um, not surprisingly, type A personalities who have run our own businesses. So Stephanie, who has actually run a publishing business for nearly 20 years, we would say, isn't this a great idea, Stephanie? And she would patiently explain to us what that would actually mean. But, you know, I've learned more, Lisa, about author branding um, from you than anybody else. Oh, and you do such, no, you've done a brilliant job of talking about the importance of branding. And for me then, you know, if I have part, uh, I, if I have two brand slogans, I don't know if I'm allowed to have two. Okay. Um, one, thank you. One is when our stories are told, everything changes. And I'm absolutely, mm -hmm. that came out of my novel, but I absolutely believe that each of us has a story and whether it's a fiction story or a nonfiction story, or it's telling how to write a better fiction story by writing nonfiction, um, those stories are all important. And then the other thing is, and Mary alluded to this, is about creative collaboration. If I have a hallmark, it is about how do we get people to work together to um, create amazing things. So I wanted to see if we could do that. And um, I couldn't be more proud of these three books and working with Emma, Mary, and Stephanie on them, for sure. Oh, I love that. And I know that the handprints behind you are part of your vision. They're a visualization of your brand, of sort of leaving your handprints. And these books are also a, phys a physical manifestation of that brand, of leaving your handprints on the world. So kind of neat when you think about it that way. So you, you alluded to the fact that this was a learning process for all of you. And so let me ask, I'm going to ask two different questions. So I'm going to ask Mary Helen, I'm curious, what was it like to work with 40 authors? Because <laughs> that's a lot of people um, on all the different, uh, you know, there are all these different experts, all these different um, authors. And then, um, and then I'm going to move to uh, what did you learn? So if you want to combine those three, and if not, um, just you can go ahead and answer those separately. Okay. So I think that Grace probably, and Stephanie probably more than I, worked with all 40 people. I okay. tended to work mostly with the people in the marketing book. Um, and then I would work with Stephanie and Grace and Emma for the other books somewhat, um, okay. but more behind the scenes. But even just managing the 14 authors that are in book three was... Right fascinating just um i mean i'm looking there's what 14 different chapters in here yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and and um all of them came in different stages you know some i i think yours was an example of like very very few edits um and then other people's are used to having people do a lot of editing for them and hiring people to do a lot of the cleaning up and stuff like that and that's not necessarily their their specialty right their specialty is their knowledge and not so much that so yeah. Varying levels of, of editing was needed. Um, and then, um, you know, people are different. Their egos are different. Some people are like super like, oh, I love all this. Sure, let's do it all. And then some people are like, what? <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's been interesting. It's It's been, it's, it, uh, there's a lot. I mean, I guess, duh, there was a lot of project managing involved. But like, for whatever reason, like I thought, wouldn't be as much light lift mary it's going to be a light lift i promise <laughs> actually i love how honest tells you that <laughs> Run. I love how honest you're being about this because many authors watching this and you have such a great following in nonfiction and fiction so an author watching this may have published their may have written their own books they may have published their own books they may have worked with a publisher to publish their own books maybe some of them have done an anthology from the standpoint of contributing a chapter but being the project manager behind the scenes is quite different. Being the publisher is quite different. Being the collaborator is quite different. Uh, so you all got this really interesting view, as Grace said, your point of view, your lens shifted constantly. You were writing, you were managing, you were project managing, you were publishing, you were dealing with you know, all the collaborations. So it was really a fascinating, it is a fascinating project just for all, yeah, for all authors, for all business people and entrepreneurs um, to hear about because there were so many different uh, parts. So Stephanie, I'm curious, you you do have a background as a publisher for many, many years, and you were being humble much earlier when you said something about, oh, I wrote a book and I'm sure it's not very good because who is I to teach people? You're being humble because you are a college professor. So you're an expert in breaking down content and teaching it to others. So I'm without having read it, I'm sure that book is very good. But what did you learn from this process from your unique perspective? Oh, so much, so much. And and Mary, Mary hit on a bunch of them. Uh, certainly I learned that Google Drive is a lifesaver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is wonderful, uh, thank goodness. Um, yes, uh, people and their egos. Let, let's put it this way. Everyone who is a contributor is passionate that their way is the way that should be shared preeminently to the world. And when you're when you're dealing, if we were dealing with a collaborative project that was fiction, uh, our publishing house publishes a lot of anthologies um, okay. that accept poetry and short stories and fiction. Um, it's very, very different when people are submitting nonfiction because we as nonfiction writers truly believe that what we are writing is truth and must be shared above all others. And when you have a bunch of people whose truths may vary, or as our queen once said, recollections may vary, um, right. it does it does put a different spin on things. So people are passionate that their way is the way that should be promoted. But an interesting thing came up that, that I learned and I kind of saw it coming, but not to the extent that it came. And I think that that Mary and Grace and Emma were a little surprised by this. And this is about the editing process. Now, certainly, Emma, I'm so excited you're here. I was just about to mention. Uh, now, Emma is Scottish. And of course, when Emma writes, she writes 
in a very different, you could recognize Emma's writing, of course. Uh, the, uh, Brit the, uh, the uh, English that she writes in is different. And in my own publishing house, uh, my editors know not to edit out the Britishness if, uh, if uh, we have an author who is from either Great Britain or from India or something like that, um, we know we do not, as a publishing house, take out all the U's. We don't think that Americans are correct. But it went beyond that to the point that we got into conversations like the serial comma. You know, do we keep in the serial comma or do we not? Do we go for consistency across the book or do we go for retaining the author's autonomy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and those are very interesting questions that got brought up. Um, they get brought up in our own publishing house time and time again. A few years ago, we tried to have all of our editors put together an editing manual and mm -hmm. discovered we couldn't do it because the editors disagreed and uh, we generally try to retain the author's voice. If you've ever looked anything up, like I'll just say the serial comma, uh, the Chicago manual and the AP manual, they don't agree. They don't even agree as to whether or not numbers should be written out in letters or should be used in numbers and at what point you swap. Is it after 10? Is it compound numbers? They don't agree. So if the Chicago Manual and the, the AP can't agree, certainly my, my staff can't agree. So um, as we were doing this project, then that is a huge question. What's more important, consistency across a volume or author's voice? And, and we, the four of us ended up having lots of conversations. It was very enlightening. And um, it all started with Emma and her use. So, hey. <laughs> so, I love that. Emma, just in time for me to say, you started that one. <laughs> and Emma, welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. I'm glad you were able to join us. And uh, for our listeners, so Emma has published four novels, if I'm not mistaken, um, and is a nonfiction author also. So just like uh, Mary Helen and Grace, and myself, she has written both nonfiction and fiction, uh, and she is also one of the fantastic collaborators on this project. Uh, and yes, she's in Scotland, uh, so she has lovely, lovely uh, language, but it is slightly different. <laughs> so I love that you didn't you didn't uh, strip out that voice. That was the decision. So Emma, if you don't mind, I'll put you on the spot since everyone's had a chance to answer some questions. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, what was the hardest book to get out in this series for you and well actually let us know which book did you work on so hello everybody lovely lovely to be here um uh i've been delighted to be part of this project and i i was part of the countdown to writing your book so okay, i would good. say that was the hardest one <laughs> <laughs> from my perspective i think also because it was the first one so we had a tighter deadline on it the the urgency was there for it um more though than than say the publishing or the marketing book so from my own perspective it was definitely this one um and yeah, so I and I, one of the in, I, you may have covered this already, but certainly one of the interesting parts I found about it was everybody's different. And one of the things I enjoyed about it as well was everybody's different writing style and how they came to it, uh, particularly in the writing books. Some styles were very kind of memoir 
writing like or a sort of mm -hmm. um others were perhaps more journalistic in style some were kind of kind of factual um and more kind of technical writing so it was really interesting to see how everybody communicates the sort of craft side of how to write um to write a book write a story um but so yeah so for me then definitely the writing book was the toughest one the most challenging one to get out <laughs> Well, and, and, and Emma also had the um, incredible pressure of it was the first book we got out. So, you know, the from idea to first book in hand was eight months. Right. Ooh. That's quick. So, so she had the pressure of getting the first book out. And it was also the learning curve book. Yes, it was. It was the learning curve. It was the learning curve. Yeah. It was the first, yeah, the first one, the baby. So you, you know, all cut your teeth on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I am curious, so um, has anything changed for any of you um, in your own personal writing journey based on working on this project? Anyone? Ooh. Well, I'm planning that trip to Italy to write the fiction book because of this, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so it has actually inspired Absolutely. you. Absolutely. inspired you to write fiction. It has made my desire to write fiction, not just, oh gosh, I wish I could do that. But I feel now, I don't want to say a blueprint because that is much too structured, but I feel like I have assistance. Like I, I, have, I have 12 other authors who are friends of mine on this journey. So I feel like it's a lot more of a tangible goal than just, gosh, I hope I get hit on the head with a rock and I start writing fiction. It seems like accessible. Mm -hmm. I'd say for myself, when it comes to the publishing book, I think one of the things that came through for me from the book and also from conversations with the contributors is that, yes, publishing has changed. And I've sort of always been thinking of it to um, you, you, you self-publish or you don't. And then I've kind of understood there's this hybrid way in the middle. I think what I've really understood is that it's not just about choosing one path for your career but actually it's which path is right for which book and yeah. that can vary from book to book project to project and what's right for each one and that's been a real eye-opener and very freeing i've loved this kind of liberation that we get now to yeah. decide what we want to do with each project not just i am taking this path or this path and nothing in between but there's a lot of freedom now to do what what suits us oh i think that is such a great aha moment for everyone to hear that, you know, and this whole, uh, this whole brain trust is called Launchpad. And you're like, let me take control of the rocket ship myself. And each rocket, each project is different. And so um, directing where I go with that, that's really empowering. And I'm gonna ask this last question, probably Grace. Grace, I'm curious. So when, now that, you know, this project is done, uh, what is your hope for this Launchpad book series? Oh, I think it's exactly the way it was when we first started, that we can continue to lift authors up. Uh, the author community is just phenomenal, uh, you know, whether it's through Women's Fiction Writers Association, where you do so much work and Mary writes a blog, or whether it's uh, Emma does an amazing series of newsletters and classes. Stephanie's using the book to teach. Um, Mary and I have put in several proposals to teach on certain aspects. So. You know, it's that hope for creative collaboration and realizing that we are all better, that if we work together, the author business isn't a competitive business. Uh, you know, yes, we we sometimes get jealous of those people who get the Netflix um, 
piece right away. Uh, but it's not a competitive business. So I want everybody to continue to use these books to further their craft and to not be afraid of the importance of furthering their craft. Wonderful. And so we will leave everyone with those beautiful last thoughts. So thank you everyone for joining us. Hold up the beautiful Launchpad book series one more time. Remember it's writing, publishing, and marketing. And I am your guest host, Lisa Montanero, signing off. Thank you so much everyone for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. You were absolutely wonderful. Mary, Emma, and Stephanie, I can't thank you enough for um, taking a leap of faith with me on this great project. And for all of our viewers, we are at the start of season three. We start um, two shows a month from here on in. We're booked through December. We hope that you will join us for each of our shows and find your next author and fall in love with your next book. Thanks for being with us. This episode is copyrighted by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Thank you for visiting with us on Launchpad. <laughs>